At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with Beeson, Ian St. Clair, my buddy from Play Colorado. We're going to recap that Avalanche series, talk about the Russell Wilson effect, because I'm going to talk about the Russell Wilson effect today. We've got two Broncos games announced, and I've got another one that I think is coming up the first week of the season, so we might have three. We've got the opening lines for the Christmas Day game against the Rams and the London game against the Jaguars. We will recap the Avs bets that we won and they won and they rolled and Kale McCarr. We got to talk about him. Plus Tom Brady headed to the booth someday. Uh, Joel Embiid shouts out uh, Nikola Jokic in a nice way and the Rockies. Anyways, let's get into the Broncos. The Russell Wilson effect is in full force. I can't imagine they're playing on Christmas day. If Drew Locke is the quarterback here, if Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback here, I just don't see it. So here are the betting lines on Bet Rivers for both games. Told you I already laid the minus six and a half, a quarter unit on the London game against Jacksonville. So the Broncos still minus six and a half. That hasn't moved. 286 on the money line, minus 286. And then the total stays solid at 46 and a half, minus 110 both ways. But if this line was last year, this look ahead line, and it was Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. What would the Broncos be against the Rams heading into this year? What would it be? Uh, what? Six and a half? Maybe? Six and a half? Broncos plus six and a half? Not this year. Russell Wilson and the Broncos just plus two and a half, minus 103. 
Moneyline plus 120. This is the Rams game on Christmas Day. And I'm not going to bother putting a bet down on this one. Lots can happen. Uh, I did it more of a novelty for the Jaguars game. And again, I just think, you know, if Russell Wilson's in that game, how do the Broncos not win that game by a touchdown, even though they're traveling halfway across the world? I, I just don't see it. Anyways, I don't think this Christmas Day game happens without Russ. This is the impact he's having. Maybe London too, although you know, the Broncos had been angling to try and get a London game for quite some time now. I mean, they've had bad London games before. You know, Jets, Jaguars, stuff like that. So, you know, maybe the Broncos play in that game. And the Broncos were never not relevant. Okay, the Broncos are still the Broncos, even though they haven't made the playoffs for six years. But now they're must-see TV. So they went from uh, a meh team, just an average team that was going through a bad stretch in their franchise to now must-see TV. So I went back and I looked at it. Going into last season, this doesn't include the flexes and any other games that they move around during the season. Heading into last season, you know how many Broncos games were scheduled to be nationally televised? One. One. That was it. They had one scheduled primetime game before the season started. We already have two announced this year, and the schedule isn't even out. And Schedule Leak, which is on uh, Twitter, at Schedule Leak, I think there's something going on here. I'm buying this. It says the Broncos are facing the Raiders week one on Monday Night Football. So, just to recap. Before the season even starts, last year, Broncos won nationally televised game headed into the season. Now, we've definitively have two, definitively have two. I'm going to count that London game as primetime just because it's, it's in London. It's a big game. Monday Night Football to start the season. Christmas in L.A. The Seattle game's got to be primetime too, right? So I thought, and I did this about a month ago. I looked at it and I said, I think the Broncos are going to have five primetime games. And now I'm thinking it could be as many as six. Like, I, I wasn't so sure the Christmas game was going to come around. So they've definitely got London. They've definitely got Christmas. I think they're going to have one against every team in the division. Just because this division is so sexy right now. So if they already have one, if this report is correct, and they have the Monday night game against the Raiders, at some point in time they're going to make a, a Chargers-Broncos game nationally televised. And I don't think there's any doubt they'll have a chiefs Broncos game nationally televised. No doubt. So we've got that. There are also games against perennial contenders like the Titans and the Ravens. And again, I think that Seattle game has to be on prime time. So I'm going to go with six of the 17 games in prime time. It's possible they get to seven. I think that's going to hinge on whether or not they put either the Seattle game or a Chargers game in primetime too. But as of now, I'm going to go five with six. Eh, let's go six. I thought five. I'm going up to six. That would be six of 17 games in primetime. Russell Wilson has made the Broncos very attractive for television ratings. Okay, here's some other things about the schedule, which, by the way, will officially be announced tomorrow. It'll be on Thursday, but... I don't know how much of it'll be by the time we tape the show. So Broncos strength the schedule before adjusting for home and road games. Okay. They'll have eight at home, eight on the road, one in London. 
15th out of 32 teams. So not a good season last year and middle of the road schedule without adjusting for home and road games. Uh, they'll face teams that had a combined win percentage last year of 509. So about 51%. And the other thing that's interesting is that they're traveling the second most miles of any team in the National Football League. You know, you think about the Steelers where they don't leave the Eastern time zone. Think about that. They don't even leave their time zone. Well, the Broncos got to go out west. They got to go out east. They got to go to Europe. It's a lot of traveling coming up for the Broncos. <clears throat> I guess I'll have to try and handicap that as the schedule comes out, as we get closer to the season, and we'll see what that means as far as the travel. Now, you'll get a lot of pushback here. Will they fly first class? They fly in these beautiful planes. Listen, uh, I think that a seven and a half, eight hour flight each way is still a seven and a half, eight hour flight each way. I don't care how nice of a plane that you're on. It's a long flight. It's a long trip. They'll have a week. They're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff there in London too. This is not, hey, show up for the game, practice, and everything's good. This is go out and do a whole bunch of PR and take tours and go out and try and find some fun. I'm not saying drinking or anything. Maybe go see Big Ben, the Parliament. Look, kids, Big Ben, the Parliament. You only know that one if you like National Lampoon's Vacation. Anyways, Second most miles. Uh, but the Wilson trade has just truly changed everything in the Denver sports landscape. You know, there's very few teams with a higher cachet now than the Broncos heading into the season. I would say that the teams that are more attractive nationally, according to the TV uh, ratings or according to the executives at TV um, companies. God, I can't even speak like TV companies. What is that? I think the bills are sexier. This is just to the, the, the heads, the talking heads that the TV executives have. Um, gosh, bills, chiefs, bucks. I think those three by far and away. The bills are the sexy, sexy team headed into this year. The Super Bowl favorite to many. The chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, you got to keep them there. The bucks with Tom Brady. Those three are definitely ahead of the Broncos. Not saying the Broncos couldn't be ahead of them by the end of the year, but that's definitely where they are right now. I think the Cowboys are always going to be the bigger draw, even when they stink. There's just so many Cowboys fans out there. So that's four. Possibly the Packers would not be surprised if the Broncos passed the Packers this year as far as marketability. So that's just how desirable it is to have the Broncos out there. Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, Cowboys, possibly the Rams, the Super Bowl champs. But again, I feel like the fan base is bigger with the Broncos. Rams don't have a gigantic fan base despite playing in the second largest market in America. So maybe they're fourth. They're either fourth or fifth. Let's see, fifth or sixth. Bills, Chiefs, Bucks, Cowboys, one, two, three, four, and then either, either the Broncos or the Rams and possibly the Packers. Um, just to wrap this up, here's the full list of opponents for the Broncos at home this year. You got the three division games, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. Then they get Houston, Stinks, Indianapolis with Matt Ryan, always competitive team, San Francisco, competitive team, Arizona, competitive team. Interesting to see when they face Arizona. Remember, uh, Nook Hopkins is suspended for what, six games? Uh, and then you've got the Jets. So a couple layups on paper with Houston and the Jets. Uh, that Arizona, the schedule, where that lands, that'll be interesting. Then on the road, division games. Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. 
Then they've got the game in Jacksonville and London. They've got the game in L.A. on Christmas. They also travel to Seattle. That's going to be a gong show on stilts. Carolina, not good. Baltimore could be really good in Tennessee. So, again, 51%, just about 51% win percentage uh, for the opponents for the Broncos in 2022. And I'm excited about the schedule release coming out tomorrow. All right, that was number one on the front range for the four biggest stories in sports on the front range. Let's get to the Avalanche. The Avalanche advance. They advance in four, so we won our bet. Avalanche minus two and a half wins in the series, so they had to win this thing in four or five. We cashed that bet. That was beautiful to see. Makes me very happy. More on the Avs in just a second. Their futures on Bet Rivers, but... It is hockey playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer through the entire NHL playoffs. Throughout the playoffs, place three same-game parlays of $10 or more every round. Receive a $10 bet at the conclusion of each round. So think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions apply. See the site for details. Create your ideal combo with same-game parlays on the Bet Rivers app or at BetRivers.com. you got to be 21 you got to be located in Colorado. And if you have a gambling problem, seriously, call 800-522-4700 and get some help. Okay, NHL futures on Bet Rivers. Geez, I remember when the Avs were like 5-1 to one to win the Cup. We're sitting on, what, a 375 plus 375 ticket here? Um, plus 175 to win it all now. Plus 175. By far and away the favorites to win it all. By far and away, the favorites to win the West now at minus 118. Now, there is some pushback here where Calgary is going to be in the mix. But out West, that's not what it's looking like right now. Avalanche minus 118, Calgary plus 350, and then the Blues plus 800 for the Stanley Cup championship here, plus 175. The next team is plus 550 at the Panthers, Calgary, plus 700. A lot of that has to do with they're the only team that has advanced so far. So that's really going to be baked into that number. Don't lay a future on the Avalanche right now. <clears throat> Don't do it. They're the only team that advance. Um, it's, it's, not, it's not a good time to bet that. If they lose, let's say, game one of the next series, okay, I could see you jumping in on that. Um, McKinnon. Let's look at the Con Smythe Trophy favorites here. That would be the playoff MVP. Guess who the favorite is? McKinnon. He's the favorite at plus 425, followed by Kale McCarr at plus 575, and then Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs plus 1300. Overwhelming favorites, McKinnon, McCarr. Again, they sweep round one. Everybody's on them. They already have the hurdle of getting out of the first round. All of these numbers are inflated. I'm not placing bets on any of them right now. Now, what's up next for the Avs? Uh, they're going to face the winner of the Blues and Wild. The Blues are up three games to two there. Okay. Uh, Bednar expecting Darcy Kemper to be available to begin the second round. So I'm excited about that. We all should be. Uh, Francois was fine. He was fine in his mop-up duty, but... You really could see it like Darcy Kemper is just a little bit of a notch above Francois. Francois can probably win a cup here with the amount of talent this team has with Kemper in that, though. I don't even think it's a question. Like they are by far and away the best team in the National Hockey League. Uh, McKinnon and I actually said McCarr might be the best player in the NHL at this moment. And I think he's correct. And I think McKinnon's number two. Think about this for a sec. 
How great are McKinnon and McCarr? Let's just go to McCarr. Three goals, seven assists, 10 points in four games in that first round sweep. So McCarr leads the NHL in points in just four games. He is tied for first with seven assists. He set a record for the most points by a defenseman through four games in a postseason. And that doesn't even include his stellar work defensively. The guy's a super-duper star. And if you haven't seen him because you didn't watch the Avs very much during the regular season because they're on altitude, well, guess what? You get to check him out now. It's like all these superstars here in Denver. You can all watch them for the first time. You get to see McCarr and McKinnon and Jokic and all the other guys that are playing here on altitude. But to me, it really doesn't matter who the Avs play next. This team is grittier. They are tougher. They have a different mindset, just a different feel than in years past, and uh, very confident. I, I know Ian St. Clair is going to come on. And he's going to say, well, this is where it matters. You know, last year they swept round one, and then they got knocked out in round two. It's just different, guys. And I, I know <laughs> you probably have some second thoughts on this, but I'd just dive in deep, uh, head first. This team's amazing. All right, number three on the front range for four biggest stories in sports on the front range. Tom Brady is a big story. What? Yeah, big story. So Andrew Marshan of the New York Post, okay? He reported, and he works for Murdoch News Corp, which owns Fox. So we had a nice little in there. Fox is going to pay Tom Brady $375 million on a 10-year deal that starts when he retires from football. Now, a Fox spokesman says that the accuracy of the reporting was not there. It wasn't entirely accurate, but there were no corrections given. So I'm going to go with this. Marshan's a sharp guy. $37.5 million per year over 10 years. Good for him. I don't understand why the public opinion is just like there's outrage here. 300, he's going to make more money on TV than he did playing. Well, yeah, because he played New England for all those years. We're finally starting to see the real Tom Brady. He's a funny guy. He does have a personality. So, oh, you know, superstars aren't really good on TV. Listen, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Joe Montana did games as a color analyst, and he had the personality of an avocado, okay? He sold a lot of avocados too, but that, not a great personality for TV. Nice guy. But it was still acceptable. And Tom Brady, the way we have seen him come out of his shell here over the last couple of years since he got to Tampa Bay, since he's been able to mess around on social media, have his own con uh, companies, make jokes, make light. I must say, I'm, I'm buying this. I think he's going to be good. I really do. It, it, and just because you're great at football doesn't mean you're going to be great in the booth. But this guy is just great at everything he does. Um, Maybe owning a team, he wouldn't be as good. We've seen Michael Jordan fail at that. But I think Tom Brady personally has a good personality. I've seen guys like, <clears throat> excuse me, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter. These are guys that in baseball, they just very, very robotic, safe answers. I don't see Brady doing that, okay? I think the public opinion is wrong here. I think he's going to be good on TV. So... The broadcasting landscape has completely changed this offseason. Uh, NBC no longer Al Michaels and Collinsworth. Now it's Tariko and Collinsworth. Tariko to me, a step down from uh, our guy Al Michaels. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, CBS, the gold standard for me. Burkhart and Greg Olson on Fox. So you're going to have Kevin Burkhart, 
He was fine. He's a very good, actually, he's a very good technical broadcaster. Um, did the, He did sidelines for the New York Mets. And then they threw him in the booth doing pregame for Fox. And then they threw him in the booth for a football game. They're like, this guy is really good. So it's Burkhardt and Olsen likely right now. And then it'll be Kevin Burkhardt and Tom Brady. So that'll be Fox whenever Brady hangs it up. One year, two years, five years, doesn't matter. The guy doesn't want to hang out with his family. He already did that for like two months and got sick of it. Joe Buck and Aikman go from Fox to ESPN. Herb Street, Kirk Herb Street, now Michael's on Amazon Prime. And I've already told you, I think Herb Street's a really sharp guy, a really great announcer, but he's a college guy. And for me, he's not an NFL guy. So listen, uh, I'll get over it because I'll watch these games. So CBS is still my favorite. I think Burkhart and Brady is going to be great, though. I would not be surprised to see them move into the number three spot. So you got Nance Romo one for me, Buck and Aikman two on ESPN. Once Burkhart gets Brady, I think that'll be number three. Herb Street, Michaels, Tarico, and Collinsworth. Eh, you know, out of those guys, I wish we still had Collinsworth and Michaels. I'm not a Tarico guy. I'm not a Herb Street guy in the NFL. But CBS still my favorite. Okay. Let's get to number four in the front range four, four biggest stories in sports on the front range. How about the Rockies? Now, I won't have a play for them today. This is a day game. So no preview here. I'll just say that maybe it's time to call up your top prospect shortstop Ezekiel Tovar. Why? Gosh, maybe he can hit on the road. Jeez. Tovar, by the way, a double A Hartford. You see what this kid is doing? 343 batting average. He's got a 1040 OPS with six homers, 11 stolen bases. Double A hot, hot yard goats, the yard goats. What a great name. Maybe the best. I mean, you got the Savannah bananas and then the Hartford yard goats are probably number two, but power, speed, energy, you know, the good thing for the Rockies right now, Jose Iglesias, their, their veteran shortstop is hitting the ball well, but I think this call up needs to happen sooner than later. Uh, the Rockies are in last place in the NL West. They got drilled by the Giants again. They lost 9-2 to last night. Uh, the fact of the matter is they're still over 500, which is fascinating to me. They're 16-14. and 14. But San Francisco just owns the Rockies. Nine straight wins. So the Rocks are 16-14 and 14 overall, just 5-9 and nine away from home. I'd like to see them come home, get some games under their belt, next road trip. Bring Tovar up. Let's see what this kid can bring, especially when you can't hit on the road and you haven't been able to do it for years. The guy's playing at Hartford. I mean, <laughs> at least he's used to playing at sea level. Rocks have lost three in a row. They've lost four of five. Senzatella gave up five runs and seven hits in three and two-thirds innings. The, the only thing I can say about this is that the, the Giants are just the Rockies' boogeyman. They can't beat them. They can't beat them. All right. Ian Sinclair played Colorado. Lots to discuss with him, including the Abs and the Broncos' schedule. Uh, also, before the end of the show, Joel Embiid said congrats to Jokic, but he had some other things to say as well. And I'm going to look at the NBA lines tonight with some trends. We've got the Bucks and the Celtics, and then the Warriors and the Grizzlies. So more NBA playoffs tonight. Bet Rivers lines there. Ian Sinclair next right here on the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same game parlay of at least $25 and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. 
Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. My man Ian St. Clair from Play Colorado is with us. And I haven't talked with Ian since the Avs. Ended up sweeping the Nashville Predators, a show bet that we won. They won in just four games. I mean, we should have just bet on the sweep, but we beat them to win. Uh, we bet them to win minus two and a half in the series, and they won uh, by three games. So that's good. Hello, Ian St. Clair. How are you, my friend? And how are you feeling here? A little break, a little respite from this abs run to the Stanley Cup. Uh, I'm doing great. I I love the way that they played. I love the resiliency and the fight that they showed, especially in game four in Trashville. So we'll see. Trashville. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, I love the way that they played. I, I really did love the resiliency and the fight after being down for the first time in the series, which is amazing that they trailed for the first time in the series with the Predators in game four, and it was, what, for like three minutes? So... I, I love the way they're playing. They're going to get guys back. Kemper had that freak accident injury with Johansson's stick getting into his mask. Andrew Cagliano was back on the ice prior to game four, so they should be getting him back. So, And hopefully this Minnesota-St. Louis series goes seven games and they go to like three or four overtimes in game seven. Um, that was, it was a lot of fun and there's so many different ways to break this thing down. First of all, I do want to ask you about the Kemper deal. I find it impossible to think that there was a, it was on purpose. Um, and I, I really don't know what penalty you would have given him. What, like a high stick, even though it wasn't a high stick. So it was just an unfortunate freak accident to me. Are you in that camp or are you against that camp? I I'm in the, it was an accident camp. I mean, I, I yeah. get everyone saying that you have to be in control of your stick and he had to know. I, I, I really don't think so, especially when you look at his reaction after the game where he felt sick. And it, it's just like that whole incident at the Oscars where you could tell it wasn't staged based on the reaction after it happened. And and that's where I, I come in. It, it's just it was a freak accident. I'm grateful and thankful that he didn't have something severe happen where it looks like he's going to be able to man the crease for the avalanche in the next round, which is huge because as good as Pavel Francos is, he's not on a level of Darcy Kemper where he can stand on his head and steal a win, which is what I've told you from the beginning, why I liked the addition of Darcy Kemper. So that that's huge. And that, yeah, I, I just, it, it was not on purpose. It was just a freak accident that we'll probably never see again. Yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't have played much better than they did in that first round. And for, even Francois is good. He's an above-average goaltender. Definitely. They can win the cup with Francois in net. Now, you don't want to have to go there because I, th I think you're right. I think Kemper is just a little bit a notch ahead. But as, as much as people wanted to make a goaltending controversy during the regular season, it never came to fruition. And no. you're smiling right now. And there's a couple of guys in town that were doing that. And it was just asinine. It was. And, and there is none. It's Kemper one. They can win with Francois, but Darcy really has been tremendous. He has been the entire season. And he's now at the top of the record books for the Avs in terms of wins, uh, shutouts. I mean, and he is that guy. If it ever comes to it, he can stand on his head and steal a game or two for the Avs. He did it 
as a member of the Coyotes against the Avalanche. So I, I just I'm grateful that he's going to be able to go. I'm grateful that Kale freaking McCarr plays for the Colorado Avalanche because oh. I, I mean when you hear the legends of the game, when you say that Paul, when you hear what Paul Coffey has said about him. And you see guys on, on the TNT TBS broadcast and Wayne Gretzky saying what he has said about Kale McCarr. There are guys saying that he's the greatest defenseman since Bobby Orr. And that that's that, that's just amazing. And he's only going to get better. And that, that's what Paul Coffey said. He's only going to get better. And then you add him with Nathan McKinnon, who is on a, another planet in the playoffs. When you're on a list... With Wayne, with Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux, you are doing something right. And, I, I mean, buckle up, because this is going to be a fun ride, I think. Yeah, I think it is, too. I'm right there with you. And I'm just looking at some other things from this first round, right? P power play, uh, 44% conversion Insane. rate. 21 to 9, they outscored him. McKinnon says McCarr might be the best player in the league right now. Uh, Ray Bork played here, by the way. Did you remember that guy? Remember him? He might have been the greatest defenseman of all time. Bobby Awe, number four, Bobby Awe. Second time I've done a, a, a Northeast accent today. A, a New England accent. First was for the Hotford Yard Goats. That's because they're the Rockies affiliate. Yeah. You know, and then we got this one. But McCarr had more goals than the Predators, uh, had more points than the Predators had goals. Uh, he, he's just amazing. And you look at the way this guy has just erupted this season. He was good in the past. He's obviously a stud coming out of college. But you look at the way he's erupted now, uh, it's possible that they have the two best players in the NHL at the same time. And they're peaking at the right time, too. Absolutely. And Landis Cog's back. Yeah, and he, he was phenomenal in Game 3. So it, he's, he's getting into his rhythm. Nazem Kadri has not really done much and the, the, i will say this the player that i was most disappointed in from that first round was miko rantman he was basically invisible invisible and they still swept the predators with one he was the leading scorer for this team in the regular season so if he gets going i wow <laughs> yeah wow that's a good way of putting it wow if he gets going and i so and pick, you were right about yeah. ray bork i i mean i i remember when that trade went down because it was, it was one of the last trades that Pierre Lacroix made before they, because he, he did the deal for Theo Fleury in the late '90s, and that was after he got Patrick Waugh and Mike Keane, and then he adds uh, Rob Blake on the Cup run. He adds Ray Bork, but the deal for Ray Bork, I it was just, it's like wow, this is really happening. Ray Bork, Ray frickin' Bork, Ray friggin' Bork. Pick your poison here before we move on. You want to face the Blues or the Wild? St. Louis up 3-2 in that series. St. Louis. I, I don't think the Avs want another go with Marc-Andre Fleury. And I, I am so sick to death of broadcasters having to say all three of his names. Why is it that whenever the Wild or the Knights, why is it Marc-Andre Fleury? Why can't they just say Fleury? Is it like what about Mar Maurice Jones Drew? Come on, relax. Stop being such a namist. I it just I, Mark -Andre I'm, Fleury. A, I, I'm I'm an anti Mark Andre Fleury namist. Okay. There should be a drinking game. If they do play the wild, every time a broadcaster says Mark Andre Fleury, drink and you will be dead. Well, because if he makes 30 saves, 
and they say Marc Andre Fleury. Even if he doesn't you know, make twenty of those saves. times, he could yeah. he could be he he could allow eight goals, and it's still going to be eight thousand references to Marc Andre Fleury. <laughs> but I, I I don't want I you don't want any part of that. I and I get it. The blue both teams are going to be a hell of a matchup. They they both can score goals. They're both deep. They have good good defenses. But the difference maker is Marc Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury. See, I just did it. He's the different. He's the difference maker. Do you need a drink now because of that? <laughs> or are you going to be okay? <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I should be fine. But, I, I mean, I just the hope is that it goes seven games, and when it goes back to mini for game seven, they play, what, six overtimes? I don't want to get, like, greedy here. But... Oh, you yeah, you think that's happening. Okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, something I'm going to talk about a lot tomorrow is I just – I did a final – brush over the ratings on TV because we know nobody watches them here in town for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but abs ratings were down 23% this year to 0.82. That's 15th out of 23 American NHL markets. Okay. So that is a significant dip. And we knew as of February, the nuggets ratings were the worst in the NBA at 0.19. Just, just, the number one team was the Warriors, 7.63. 0.19 for the MVP and his minions. Are you kidding me? So, again, they know this. They know this, and they just don't care. And it's not changing yeah. anytime soon. It, it is a business decision by Stan Kroenke and Altitude Sports that they are going to rob fans of the ability to watch the best basketball player and the best hockey team. And it, it, I, the fact that the state legislature was considering stepping in and even they don't do anything about it, when is enough enough? Comcast is not going to buckle. They're a multi-billion dollar company. No one is going to do anything or tell Comcast to do anything. This is on Kroenke. This is on Altitude. Are you really going to rob your fans and deny young fans the ability to become fans of Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets mm -hmm. and a team that's going to go on a Stanley Cup run? And thank goodness there aren't blackout rules in place. Can you imagine if there are the blackout rules where it, you, you could only watch it in, in Denver or Colorado on Altitude so you couldn't watch it on ESPN or TNT TBS? Holy moly. But I, I just, oh, yeah. I mean, we are going on three years of this BS and it's not going to stop because I don't think either company cares, which Comcast, okay, we we know that, but Kroenke and Altitude, really? Really? Really. Yeah, really. That's, that, that's where we are right now. Speaking of Kroenke and Altitude, by the way, you can um, listen to VEASAN on on altitudes am station ian um what are the chances that we're going to have a new broncos stadium not near downtown and we're going to have to watch the abs and the nuggets up in wyoming <laughs> what are the chances of this happening they might as well move into wyoming because i go there before i go to commerce city oh god i i don't not to knock on commerce city yeah, but not to tell commerce the truth city. about commerce city yeah I, if you live in Commerce City, I'm sorry. You, you couldn't just move to an equally bad Brighton. But I I will say that 
I hope it doesn't happen. I, I mean, they have the way they're the, the way they have it set up now is ideal. It, it is it is in the ideal location where you can still go to the 16th Street Mall or go to Larimer Square and get a bite or a beer before you go to the game. Same thing with the Broncos. Just hop on the light rail, go to Union Station, ride it back. If they move, and I've said this on my podcast, and I think I've said it to you, it is asinine. If you build a stadium out by the airport, and I get it, mm -hmm. they want to have their own Jerry World, they want to have the Robert Kraft Patriot Place, but it's going to take so much infrastructure to get it to where it's convenient and easy to get out there. Because if you do it now, the only way to get out there is E-470. No thanks. No. And you better not use taxpayer dollars, especially if it's Rob Walton. If Rob Walton comes in with $70 billion and Empower Invesco Sports Authority Field is 20 years old and you want a new stadium so that you can get a Super Bowl, don't come to us for taxpayer money. I don't <laughs> want to do that because we just did it. Well. I just, no. Just revamp around Federal Boulevard, around Mile High, as the Broncos are already in works to do, just build it up. And if you want, add a retractable dome to, to empower field. And then, That's what I think happens so they can get the Super Bowl. And I don't want a dome. I don't think it's good for home field advantage, personally. Not here. No, not here. I think that'd be a bad idea. But they'd get the Super Bowl, so it'd make, the owners would make more money if they put a dome on it. Yes. If they put a roof on it. But that would not be a good idea. And then as far as the uh, the cat, the cat um, the abs and the nuggets. I mean, where's the majority of the avalanche fans from? I feel like South and West, right? Uh -huh. So what are they going to do? They're going to drive all the way up there. Broncos fans. It doesn't matter. Broncos fans are all over the place, but when it comes to hockey, I think at the West Western suburbs, South suburbs, probably the biggest fan bases, the nuggets are probably everywhere, but come on, man. I'm not driving an hour and a half in traffic to go to an Avs game very often, maybe one or two times a year max. And especially, it's the same thing with building a Bronco stadium out by the airport. Mm -hmm. There's no way to get out there. I mean, the east part of town is basically Kansas, so just get on I-70 and you're going to end up in Dodge City. But... I just I no. I, I and I, it's all about the money. I get it. It's all about the Super Bowl. You want to bring it in. You want to get that revenue into the city. You want to get it in to the coffers of Rob Walton, but and the NFL. But no, 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 no. So, I and I feel like this is good for you that you're just getting a lot off of your chest. Is this therapeutic? This hit for you because <laughs> yes. it, it makes me happy that you're getting all this off your chest. I, I'm, but I didn't realize I was going to go on so many rants today, but here we are. Good. So <laughs> we want. I mean, I'm in a good mood, so I don't have too much to rant about, my friend. And I'm in a great um, mood. That the abs are playing well. Yeah. At least we can watch them. Russell freaking Wilson's the quarterback of the Broncos. Joe Ellis is about to be finally removed permanently from the Broncos. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm good. Okay. You should be in a good mood. Russell Wilson. So about a month ago, I said, I think there's going to be five primetime games to the Broncos. Now I think there's going to be six. We already have lines for the Jaguars game. Broncos minus six and a half. I know it's far from now, but just so I could get some action, a little quarter unit on that. They are two and a half point dogs to the Rams on Christmas 
And I've already gone through my spiel on the Russell Wilson effect, but I'm just going to throw it at you. It is undeniable. This guy has made them relevant once again. Absolutely. And we knew that the second that the trade was announced. We were able to take that quarterback carousel and blow it to smithereens. And now we can run the Let's Ride hype videos. The hype videos, huh? Yeah. You're excited about all the hype videos? I love the hype video. I'm all for them. Yeah. Keep feeding so them to me. So seriously, like, I, I think the Bills, the Chiefs, would be the two AFC teams that are more desirable to the television networks, okay? I think yeah. outside of those two, those are the two big ones right now. Rams, the defending champs. The, Cowboy, the Cowboys are always going to be ahead of probably always. anybody, even if they suck, okay? And then I think they're right there. The Rams don't have a big fan base. They play in the number two market. They don't have a very big fan base. I think they're right there with the Rams and the Packers, like on tier number two right now, and they haven't even played again with Russell Wilson yet. I would put Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in that. Oh yeah, I, I mentioned them. Yes. So, yeah, but Tom then Brady. yeah, it, the, I would put the I would put Russell Wilson and the Broncos right there in that group with the Rams and the Packers. I might even put the Packers and the Broncos above the Rams, even though they're the Super really? Bowl. I, I, I just and it's the same thing with the Chargers. Like anytime the Broncos go to L.A., just like it was when it was in San Diego at Qualcomm Stadium. It is the eighth home game. It's a home game for the Broncos. And that's why mm -hmm. the Chargers aren't going to, I mean, they'll probably have five, maybe four or five for the Chargers, I would say. Chiefs definitely will hit the max of six. Bills definitely. And in terms of, of betting, the Bills are probably going to be the biggest liability for all the sports books when it comes to the Super Bowl handle and, um, who better think is going to win the Super Bowl? I think the Bills are a popular bet. So, absolutely, the Bills will be there. I, th I think the Broncos will be. I'm with you. I think they'll have six primetime games. Six primetime games. It's amazing. Uh, Ian, we got the numbers here, and you already have these in Play Colorado, but uh, last month, uh, actually, it was the last month that we had a report, right? March 2022. We discussed this. We did. And you said that uh, we're either going to be fifth, sixth, or seventh here in Colorado. I remember you saying that to me when all the numbers are in in March. New York at 1.64 billion, Jersey 1.12 billion. Those are one and two. Illinois, 971. Nevada, 862. Pennsylvania, 715. Colorado, sixth most betting handle at 505. Point six million dollars. I mean, I know New York, New Jersey blowing everybody away, Illinois, Nevada, right there, but Colorado. I mean, we have really cemented ourselves as a long-term top ten, correct? Even if and when California and Texas join the club, correct. And I think until those two states launch, and then you could throw Florida into that mix. I I would say that Colorado is going to be above Ohio, and it looks like Ohio could potentially launch by the start of the NFL season. At least that's the way it's looking. I would say Colorado would be above Ohio, but it's going to really depend upon what Ohio looks like in terms of how many skins and sports books that they allow in the state. But Colorado is going to be, I, I think the floor now is 450, but I think for the majority of NBA 
NFL betting, college football, college basketball, and all those are going on over 500 million. And I think it's going to be, and I think, I think it's going to be closer to six because we saw that in January when it was 570. So I I think you're going to start seeing it push 600 in those heavy betting months of NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball. And then in the off months, it's going to be probably the floor is 450. But we'll see. I mean, we will see for April when we get those numbers at the end of uh, May. But yeah, I I think you're going to see it well over 500 for the heavy betting months, close to 600. And the floor is 450, pushing 500. Like April's going to, or May will be big, depending on the Avs Cup run, right? So we're not going to have much nuggets, if at all. Maybe they play the first day or two of May. I don't even remember at this point. But we should we should have a decent month because of hockey. The Rockies aren't awful yet. And then, again, the schedule is going to drop. So I think there's going to be a lot of money put down on the NFL schedule, too, with the Broncos. And it won't just be the Broncos, right? We, we don't have much historical data on this just because we're so new as far as sports betting and it being legalized. But I got to think the NFL is going to be one of the top five and we're sitting here in the month of May. Am oh, I on or off base? Yeah, I, I totally think so. And I think that goes back to the Russell Wilson effect. But even without the Nuggets, NBA betting is the thing in this state. Fans love to bet the NBA in Colorado. It is always at the top. It's crazy. And I think the NHL, while there will be some interest in the Avs, the fact that the fans who don't have direct TV can finally watch them, the NHL really isn't, it doesn't really move the needle that much. It's usually in the top five, and I would expect that to be the case. But NBA betting is going to be massive because it's the playoffs. It's easy to bet. You can live bet it, as you've said multiple times. It's Mm -hmm. one of the best sports to live bet. And then the NFL, I I think you're going to see the Russell Wilson effect. And with the schedule coming out on Thursday, you'll start to see people get a feel for how the season could unfold and maybe jump on those, those win totals, um, make the playoffs conference, Super Bowl Mm -hmm. futures. The, uh, the, the NHL playoffs are my prediction for me is they're going to, uh, there's going to be more bet on the NHL than MLB. Now, I think some people will look at me and go, you're absolutely crazy. But with the decline in sports and, and baseball betting over the country, okay? And I think that the people, there's a misnomer here. NHL is not like the distant fourth or fifth sport. Like even during the regular season, I think it keeps pace pretty close to baseball. But I don't see Major League Baseball being ahead of, of the NHL in the month of May. That will be interesting. Fact. Yeah, the abs. Do you agree? What is your thoughts on that? What's your take on that? You think it's interesting, but the abs, man. I mean, it's the only it's the only show in town right now. With the Nuggets down, the Broncos schedule will be dropped. I get it, but as far as the Rockies go, there's just no buzz, man. There's no buzz. There isn't, and I. But there are a lot of transients here. There are a lot of Dodgers fans, a lot of Giants, Cardinals, Cubs. New York fans. To that point, Lakers fans. Huh? Maybe that's why the NBA is so big here. A lot of, or, a lot of Lakers fans coming. Warriors in. fans, Celtics fans. I told you, uh, my wife and I went to the Boston Celtics-Denver Nuggets game, and it felt like a Celtics home game. Uh-huh. So there's that. 
I I think it's going to be really close. I I wouldn't be surprised if hockey overtakes baseball, just because. I mean, hockey is incredible. It's I wouldn't live bet it because you, you look down and five things have changed in the span of trying to place your live bet. <laughs> but I I I think I I wouldn't be surprised to see hockey overtake baseball for the month of May or for April. Yeah, imagine if people could actually watch the abs. That would yeah, really right. be cool. And the amazing thing is the abs outdrew the Nuggets on TV. Like, how is that possible, too? Especially in an NBA town, right, as an NBA number two. So you had the Nuggets at .19 and the Avs .82. Like, is it – how can that be possible? How is it that the four four times – the amount of ratings is what the Avs have over the Nuggets. I I think maybe that more Avs fans switched to direct TV because <laughs> that's really the only way that you or they changed cable providers. I don't know if they switched to Spectrum or something. I, Th- that doesn't make sense to me. That that's puzzling. That, it just doesn't make sense to me. I just wish that they could get this over and everyone could watch them. Yeah. Oh, there's no question. There's no question. Um, last thing for you, Jokic. Uh, Embiid actually congratulated him last night. I've never seen an MVP race where so many people are just it, – it's not that my guy deserves it. It's that that guy doesn't deserve it. And they're talking about Jokic, and he does deserve it, and he's going to win it, and it's going to be great. I, honest to God, and I'm going to say this, I think it's because the dude is white and he doesn't look like an NBA player. Yes. And I'm not going to sit here and complain, oh, it's the worst thing ever. I can't believe we're doing this in society. What I'm saying is, dude doesn't look like an NBA player. Dude plays in Denver, where even the people in Denver don't have a chance to play. That, to me, is why there's such a big uproar. Yeah. Not just because it's Philly fans and they're big-mouthed. Or the media. (laughs) Or the media. Yeah, I'm in total agreement. It's because of of his this, the color of his skin and the way he looks. But I, what's amazing to me is you can throw out the analytics and you can throw out the numbers to say, this is why Nikola Jokic is the MVP. And then you can do what so often isn't the case and also go to the eye test. Because whenever someone uses numbers or analytics is because it doesn't back up the eye test. Mm-hmm. He can do both. It is clear to me every single person whining about Nikola Jokic not winning the MVP never watched Nikola Jokic. He is going to go down as one of, if not the greatest center in NBA history when it is all said and done. That is how good he is. That's how historic he is. And the fact that he took a team without Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr., and got them into the playoffs, and beat the Golden State Warriors. He's the MVP. And I would he say he's the favorite to win it next year. No, settle down, St. Clair. They're not going to give a guy an MVP three straight years. It just doesn't happen. Settle down, St. Clair. It was the same thing that they said about, well, they're not going to give him back-to-back MVP. They're not going to give him three straight. Giannis didn't win three straight. He ain't winning three straight. And I it would say if, if anybody is going to get it next year and it's not Jokic, it'll be Giannis. It'll be Embiid. Oh, he's just put, I don't know what I have to do to win anymore. Personally, this year when I looked at it, Jokic, 
Giannis, Embiid was three. Yeah, and I, I think that's going to be the case next year because I yep. have a feeling Embiid will get hurt and he won't be on the court again. And the biggest thing what's is the best the thing, What's the it's best? Good. It's all about ability, and the biggest mm -hmm. one is availability. Yeah. And I have a feeling I, he's probably going to get hurt again, and then you're going to hear all the people in Philly whining nice. again and being like, yeah, but even when he was on the floor, he was still the best player. <laughs> Oh yes. Suck on a cheesesteak uh, yes. and get back to me. Yeah. And I think that anybody voting for Embiid um is is the same person that thinks batting average and RBI should determine the MVP in baseball. Yeah. Mike Trout should not be the MVP because he doesn't play on a winning team. That's the person. Or Shohei Otani. Like I Or Shohei Otani. They're not going to the playoffs. I bet if Bryce right. Harper pitched, he could do that too. <laughs> All right, buddy. It was wonderful to talk with you. Plug everything going on on PlayColorado.com. As I've said, PlayColorado.com is your one-stop shop for all the betting news analysis features that you need. We'll have an update on a certain sports book limiting a sharp in his NFL draft picks. Oh. We'll have an update on that at PlayColorado.com this week. It wasn't Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers, very nice to the people that come in their sports book. As most of them are in yep. Blackhawk and Central City, except for this one. The one we'll, place. We'll go unnamed. But we'll have an update on that. We'll have, actually, hopefully we can get uh, the Division of Gaming on the record and, and get Dan Hartman on the record to have a comment and see where it goes with the investigation. And then, of course, Avalanche, uh, casino news, anything and everything, lottery news, anything and everything to make you a safer and smarter better. Love it. Love it. Ian St. Clair, as always, thank you for the time, my friend. Thanks, Holden. All right, I'm coming back. I'm going to wrap this thing up. Some words from Joel Embiid, and we'll look at both the lines for the NBA playoff games tonight. Bucks at Celtics, Warriors at Grizzlies. couple interesting trends, too. Next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus... Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 Wrapping up the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers with some NBA. Now, before we get to the two games coming up tonight in the playoffs, you had Joel Embiid uh, saying congrats to Nikola Jokic after last night's loss by the Sixers. He was asked if not winning the MVP upset him. And he said, I'm not mad. That's two years in a row I put myself in that position. It didn't happen. It's almost like at this point, it's whatever. Whatever happens, happens. I don't know what else I need to do to win it. He also said congrats to Nikola. Those two guys have a pretty good relationship, by the way. They both talked about it. Um, so listen. Uh, he's disappointed. He probably doesn't understand why he's not the MVP, but he probably doesn't look at the numbers like the rest of us. Uh, last night, Embiid, 33 minutes. Now, again, he's injured. 17 points, five rebounds, two assists, and a loss. Can you imagine if that was Nikola Jokic? Oh, my God. Everybody would be on, oh, Jokic, the MVP. Are you kidding me? This guy can't even score 20. He can't even get... 
more than five rebounds. I mean, MB doesn't pass the ball, facilitate the balls in his, with assists anyways, but can you imagine? Oh my God. The national media would be all over Jokic. How can this guy be the MVP? Well, you know what? First of all, it's a regular season award. Second of all, um, it doesn't matter. And third of all, you know that Jokic would have been buried if he had a game with 17-5-2. Okay, playoff lines tonight. We got two games tonight. Bucks-Celtics. Bucks plus five and a half. Plus 180 money line. 213 and a half the total. Warriors minus four. This line's going back and forth just a little bit. Uh, Grizzlies plus 145 on the money line. 219 is where the total is sitting right now. So some notes on these games. How about the Bucks and the Celtics? Favorites are hitting at a 60% clip against the spread. 40 and 27 against the spread. Favorites. Home teams, 78% in the conference finals against the spread. 14 and four for home teams. So you look at this right now, you would have the Celtics minus five and a half and the Grizzlies plus four. That's an interesting one with the Grizzlies though, with no jaw, but back to the Bucks and Celtics total in this game down from two fourteen and a half and a half to two thirteen and a half. Five points off of that game. One number five points off of that game. One number. Okay. That's interesting. The under is three and one in this series. Unders are hitting at a 66% clip this postseason, 44 and 23. The series is tied at two. Boston's now a minus 190 favorite. The Bucks are plus 155 dogs. This thing has vacillated back and forth who the favorite in the series is. So again, huge pivotal game number five tonight. Then you go out west, Warriors, Grizzlies, Memphis, 20 and five in the regular season without John Morant. 0-4 without John the playoffs. Warriors lead this series 3-1. This line moved from the Warriors minus 3 to now minus 4. Favorites with a line move in their favor, by the way, are 23-10 and 10 against the spread. 70% this postseason. That line moved. Warriors are the favorite to win the West, minus 121. Favorite to win the title at plus 200. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to... Um, Talk about the NFL schedule. We'll talk about the Broncos some more. We should have another game leak, a uh, game or two leak at that. And then I want to talk about the TV ratings for the Avs and the Nuggets. And I just wonder really what the buzz is here in town for the Ags and for the Nuggets. Okay. Thanks, Ian St. Clair. Thanks, Stephen, my producer. Give me a five-star review if you get a chance. Write something nice about the show. I'd really appreciate it. I'll catch you tomorrow on the Denver CityCast presented by... Bet Rivers.